The following episode of Fofop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I am Will Anderson and returning guest Charlie Clawson. Uh, good to have him back on the podcast. I uh, am glad that we could squeeze this in before I fly back to Australia for a little while. So uh, uh, it's Gareth Reynolds. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Will. When do you fly back? Uh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, uh, really fly a lot. <laughs> yeah, too much. I, I mean, was, a lot. I was just telling you I had to fly 10 hours from uh, back from uh, Bermuda yeah. yesterday. And, yesterday. Uh, and even though I've, yeah, and then I have to fly 14 hours to it's Australia just tomorrow. That's insane. That's yeah. most of your life flying. You I are know. Superman. Well, then I had to, well, I had to fly 10 hours to Bermuda to get there like four days before that. It's so. just insane. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I flew, I, th- I flew into LA and I was here for two days and then I flew to Bermuda, which is pretty much like flying home again. Right, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, back to, and yeah, it's a lot of flying. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a lot at the moment, but uh Anyway, um, I, I was telling you, but I can tell the audience. because yeah, we we I wasn't sure if you could let him in. We can relive some of this experience. Good, um, as we should. On the Saturday <laughs> night, so I was working with a wonderful crew of comedians, and uh, but uh, it, uh, weed is not legal in Bermuda, and because right. I'm a person who always obeys the law, Gareth, sure. as you know. always. I've only ever smoked weed in places where... Spotless record. Yeah, exactly, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, like Portland when we went when we yeah. went together when we went to Portland that was fine because <laughs> yeah. it was legal yeah and I've enjoyed it in those places uh, but we I, had a good time with it there but no, immediately nowhere else yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had been weed free for um, like five days right, or whatever okay. and what I had been drinking was the local rum which is called Gosling's rum because the kind of local drink is a dark and stormy that's your Bermudan local drink which right. is uh, ginger ale oh no ginger beer and uh, and this like rum and they're both made by Gosling's and they you are should, you should have gotten the La La Land because Gosling is great in it well I did actually open my set to much acclaim each night <laughs> by telling them that I was enjoying the dark and stormies and I'd finally found a Gosling I'd prefer to put in my mouth than write <laughs> brought the house down yeah, every night see. good bit of local yeah yeah <laughs> genius <laughs> also, all the houses are really bright colored, which uh-huh. I would often, yeah, anyway. I, I, they, they <laughs> I don't were, know how your local stuff yeah, will play here. <laughs> these are my two good bits of local. <laughs> I have to explain a lot to the rest of the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when I was in Alaska, it was really cold. If I all right. <laughs> so, okay. I always wondered if you could do like one of those shows. Like, and I always thought, you know, the Australian way would be the best way to do it. But if you just went out at the start and kind of showed maybe some slides or some images uh-huh. of here are... Like, here's a picture of when I was in Alaska. Uh-huh. And look how deep the snow was. Yeah. And he, like, imagine it was really, really cold. Yeah. Okay, now you've got all that. All right, all here right. we go. <laughs> so I put my money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the snow melts so I can find it because it's a snow bank. 
Guys, do I need to bring the slide back up? Because I'll bring the slide back up if this is... It was freezing and covered in snow. Okay, all right, all right. I was actually at the Bahamas recently. You'll like this. Get that slide up. Look at those beaches. These are the houses, and this is a local rub called Gosling. All right, here we go. Two, three, four, and... You know, I finally found a Gosling I'd rather have in my mouth than Ryan. Bring up the goddamn slide! I mean, it seems like a fun show. <laughs> yeah, the manager after. Will, listen, what the hell? <laughs> All local. Yeah. But, but never do it in a city where it is any of it's local. No, I don't do snow stuff in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, it plays a little easy for me. You play everywhere that's in the show on the tour, but you don't do that bit that night. Why don't do you do your locals? It's too yeah. easy. That's, that's, the bit, that's the real <laughs> twist of the show. To see your local Lo- stuff. And it's, the show's called Local Humor. Yeah. But you have to travel to another town to see local stuff yeah, about your yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We flew in from New York to hear the East Coast stuff. The hell's your problem? You'll love it. <laughs> so, um, it was okay. a, a so, great lineup of people. Really enjoyed the shows. And uh, everybody uh, was absolutely, I mean, friendly people. Like one of those places where I'd forgotten, I haven't been to one of those places for a while, but where everybody engages you like if you're walking down the street right. if you're whatever yeah like they they all say hello or they just like acknowledge you with eye contact give you a smile right. that sort of like yeah you know, a genuineness yeah just yeah. everyone just seems like oh, if you see another person why not have a reassuring interaction with them yeah in a minimal way yeah you know it's just a, yeah. it's a nice thing it might be the structure of what it's all about if you think about it <laughs> right it just uh, well, well once you start because at the start it feels a little unnatural because you're so unused to it in your day-to-day life kind yeah. of now that when you walk by strangers on the side of the road you know i was going for a lot of walks to explore beaches and stuff yeah and you just walk by some random stranger i guess i almost live in a world now where we're both in our private worlds and it would be totally acceptable for us to just privately walk by each other and not have to acknowledge each other so when people then do and they continually do it you start to find that you immediately your body immediately reacts to do it to other people and so by the end of it you're actually the initiator rather than the responder in that situation paying it forward and it feels delightful yeah like you forget that it just feels delightful to be slightly nice to have your phone in your pocket (laughs) right yeah you forget how great that is so I may have um, leaned in a little too hard, A, on my, um, you know, not smoking weed because as we were discussing, weed is very good for you not ever embarrassing yourself when you're drunk. Because yeah, which you- is why the legalization process is so hilarious when people are like, you know, we can't have weed be legal. You're like, you have taverns where you can serve people insane juice and they won't remember what they do and they'll go crazy and they might punch someone. And, oh, you know, and by the way, the best way to get there is in a car. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is one <laughs> operate of the, a bullet. This is one of the stats about legal weed is that uh, they thought that maybe one of the things that it would still be problematic for was people stone driving and right. stuff like that because, you know, because it stays in your system for a lot longer. So, yeah. like, no one's going to wait all that time and, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. So, they thought that would be problematic and it might mean that one of the areas where it wouldn't help would be traffic accidents. But what they've found is that there are heaps less, uh, like, you know, the road deaths and road toll have gone way down right. because people aren't drinking as much out at bars yeah. and getting in their cars and, right. and yeah. driving home. Yeah, because the actual- to the point that you're uh, just making, which is that if you, like, if you are someone who likes to smoke weed, 
the probably your favorite capper to an evening is to just be on your couch, turn right. your TV on, and smoke a bowl, and you know, go to bed shortly thereafter. Right. Maybe eat something. But when you don't, yeah, probably eat a bunch of stuff. That the next day you're like, I'm a monster. <laughs> if you eat every bag of a hundred calorie snack pack box, you're not on your diet. It's just a regular thing of chips ahoy you ate, just in a more demeaning fashion. <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean i think so i think like when you when you go out like you're like oh i want to you know i'm just gonna go home right I'll you just go, you're, yeah. you'll have some drinks but you're like yeah i'm just gonna end this and if i had had pot i had this beautiful balcony that overlooked the ocean you know i mean literally i probably would have walked off stage each night yeah straight to my room yeah to do yeah, that right yeah, yeah. But without touching a human <laughs> because i wasn't doing that <laughs> yeah like people would still be hopefully applauding they right. did a curtain call i wouldn't right. be in it because right, yeah. i would already be on my balcony yeah yeah <laughs> bowing <laughs> <laughs> so uh so i think i overindulged in in the local drinks and so on the saturday well you night, like the gosling in your mouth more than ryan exactly right. and uh and i We've did two that. shows on saturday night and then we had an early flight on a sunday morning and for the first time in a long time that i can remember although that sentence is ironic because i cannot remember right a lot of what happened right uh I was awoken, I know that, by one of the staff members of JFL, not by At my what, alarm. Like five, what, like 4.30? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. S- something like that. And, uh, you know, I'd probably, and I'd rolled into bed like, at, uh, you know, probably only at midnight or 12.30, but right. like, you know. Shit-faced. Drinking rum since seven. Yeah, so, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Time doesn't really yeah, matter. <laughs> no. Well, apparently. <laughs> is it all, more than nine hours? Well, the other thing is, I remember getting back to my room like uh, quite safely and feeling okay. But so you didn't feel no, I didn't feel. But like, you bla- so, but you'd blacked out. So no, here's what happened. Okay. So like, I think what I didn't understand was I consumed a, a fair amount of rum at the end of my set, which I did because like there was a little bit left in the bottle that I'd taken out on stage, <laughs> right? And uh, I thought it'd be funny to do it, but then I'd gone quite safely, and because I've got the adrenaline from being on stage, right? So I'm still you know yeah cognizant and fun and sure. yeah alert and whatever. You're on but natural also, cocaine. I've got this like uh, ticking time bomb of all this rum I've had, right? And what I've managed to do is get the adrenaline and whatever's got me very safely into my hotel room into bed and set my alarm and all those sort of things that would make me think that I hadn't made the major mistake that I had clearly made. Right. I was, I went to bed feeling okay. I woke up feeling <laughs> like I was in the middle of something that was beyond my control. It's like the moment when like they, for the, to like tag an animal, they shoot it with like a dart to knock it out. And it has that 25 second period of like, I'm going to walk around and get out of this. You guys aren't going to take me. I'm not going down without a boy. I sure am uh, tired. I really don't. You know, that was exactly what it was. <laughs> so I've woken up. Much, You're in the eye of the storm. Much more drunk than I was when I went to sleep. Right. Much more. Right. Uh. So that's a disorienting experiencing experience in itself. Sure. But secondly, <laughs> I'm also being like my absolute nightmare is like I'm not a person who sleeps through alarms. I'm not a person who misses my you know breakfast radio commitments when I'm on tour or like I, I've I've never thought that I was good enough to not turn up on time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just been one of those things that I have always, you know, being like half of it well, is just... Well, also, a flight coming back from the Bahamas, it, you miss that. I mean, this is a very... Com- this is so much more complicated. Oh, it's complicating you know? so many people's lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, mostly mine, but yeah. also a lot of other people's. Right, yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. I've had such a great week of work. You right. know, the gigs have gone really well. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy right. who, like, yeah. ruins it all. Who wakes up rum drunk. Right. <laughs> Who wakes up full of gosling. Ow. So, um, 
Oh, I do need to also point out that I now remember in retrospect as I piece some of this memento style back together. Sure. That I was also working with uh, two other sober people, uh, you know, on the tour who are, you know, professionally sober, mm-hmm. who, uh, don't drink at all. And we had been gifted not only a bottle of rum oh, each, boy. but we've been gifted a bottle of wine each as well. And, and they... because they, they had given me theirs. So I, I like, I in retrospect, I can see where several mistakes were made. <laughs> sure, but, sure. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds like one of them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I, I remember someone being in my room. like you know, Really? Like, so in this, your room? Well, so this is what I wake up to, someone waking me up, you know, in wow, my so room. Wow, so you're so asleep that you've slept through your phone, uh-huh. probably your hotel phone yep. knocks at the door, and now they actually have to break into your room, basically. Yeah, that's what I, that's, yeah, I mean, you know what? Until I told you this story, I had not thought that through. Oh, yeah. But of course, of yes. Of course. No, I, I, in my head, I'm just thinking. Yeah, you I'm don't sl- go door first. Get in that room. No, you're fucking oh, knocking. Oh, my God. That's a revelation to me. <laughs> like Because I have no idea of the time frame either. Because we made the plane all right. So I don't know if I like was way over like how long. You right. Know, so, right, it, right. So <laughs> time is irrelevant. This had not occurred to me, but oh, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. It's not like I sleep through my alarm and then somebody just comes into my room. No, there are several. No, you steps. are no, you are the drugged bear. Well, firstly, they're probably waiting just five minutes because oh, they think sh- that oh, I'm he'll like, be here. He'll, he'll be, be here, here in a minute. He'll be here, and then they might like ring like my phone or whatever. Oh yeah, hotel phone. Hotel phone. Bang then on they're the gonna, door. Like get a key. Well, 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 well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh. Do you sleep naked? No. All right. No. Good catch up. Uh, but here's what I do not know how how happened. How I got in the shower and dressed oh, and shower. Packed the rest. Oh, well, I, I I feel like I showered. I have no memory of showering. Wow. You. They were treating you like a heroin OD. Get I mean, him in the shower. You were probably just in there in your clothes while they're just like, hose him down. Well, here's one thing that I don't know whether I did or they did, but one of my pair of pants was really wet. So I feel like I might have tried to get in the because I think I'd gone to sleep in my So you are that clothes. blacked out when you're waking up. Right. So I think I'd like tried to get like, I think I was like probably in my head again. I this person was probably just like, oh, God. Right. Well, I'm piecing <laughs> stuff together, but I bet I bet here's what happened because all I'm going from uh-huh. is uh, I when I open my suitcase, which, by the way, have one of those things that said inspected by the TSA. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, oh, God. Oh, oh, I probably, they know about my wet pants. So Why are his pants wet? There was a plastic bag that had, like, wet pants. And for a sl- slight moment, I was like, oh, please do not tell me that I wet myself. Like, if I have wet myself. Like, oh, you know no. what I mean? Like, I oh. honestly had that oh. fear. But oh. then, like, I felt they were, like... the. The pants were so wet that wet. you would have been dehydrated to yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I would have woken up sober because <laughs> yeah. I would have had no liquid left in my yeah. entire body. water. Right. So, but so here's what I think has happened, uh-huh. it, and I'm guessing because I have no memory of, of this. Course. But um, from the evidence that I have, Sherlock style, I'm sure. going to work backwards, and uh, I'm going to say that I've woken up in the clothes I went to bed in because I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm pretty sure I got to the room, took my shoes off, and went. This will do. This needs to end now. To, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm happy just to sleep in this, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, then I, what I reckon happened is they've got me up. I don't know whether they said get in the shower or not, but obviously, clearly, I've decided that's, you know, what has to be happening. Sure. And then I think they've, 
I'm probably aware that there's someone else there. Right. And there's a part of me that in my brain, because I can't quite work out where they are. I'm sure they're standing outside the bathroom or whatever, but maybe they're fucking not. Maybe they're checking whether I'm about to fucking die or right. whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe I kept my pants on for modesty. Yeah, of like, course. I feel like yeah. that might have been... I'm a never nude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Should what... I not fly in my soaking pants? So when I woke up in Miami, um, I was you know, dressed in the clothes that I had like, because what I had done, I will say two things that probably helped was I had checked in for my flight responsibly the day before. Amazing. And I had um, also packed my bag apart from the clothes that I was wearing to the show like the night before. I had to put them in and I had put out some clothes to wear on the plane. Okay, and good. I was, and I was wearing the clothes okay. that I had put out. So that worked out pretty well. So... That seemed to yeah right. Uh, high marks for that. So like, and when I say when I woke in my, woke up in Miami, people have got to understand who who don't know. It's about a three and a half four hour flight right. from Bermuda to Miami. I don't remember really anything from getting up Ugh. to waking up in Bermuda. That's in Miami. Uh, like I uh, sorry in Miami. Right. I have blurs and bits and pieces of and the stuff. flight. Yeah, of the flight. But I don't know. But how, you're sleeping. I do not know how they let me on the plane. Yeah. Like, well, so Alonzo Bowden, who is a hero and a, gent- a gentleman, and yeah, when I think, he's getting the Congressional Medal of Freedom for this. He should. Yeah. But like honestly, when I, you know, he was like my trip guide or whatever. Like uh, you know, yeah, he, you're he, shaman. Yeah, 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 that's right. Like, yeah. and he, this way, will we're gonna touch the beard of God? I mean, the patience of this man, like you know, to like because I, I, I would have already made him late. You know, he's yeah. the guy who's there on time. No, he's got two checked bags now. You and his. Right. And also, here's the other thing. He's the guy who, you know, was good enough during the week to give me his wine. And now, like, he has to drag me around weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad I, I'm glad I gave you that wine. Right. Yeah, weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> weekend in the Bahamas. So, um, he, uh, he, he's got me on the plane. And, you know, because you have to go through customs like it's i'm coming not into a, america it's not a tr- it's not a treat it's hard to do when you're sober like i've got a Stressful. work visa yeah. i have to go to a different line there's Ugh. forms that i have to fill in Ugh. and i remember like they were trying to make me write the form and i know that i was not writing like in <laughs> a in the boxes no, will again you wrote please let me in where it says name come on please <laughs> and then uh, i said to alonzo when we got off at uh, miami i said how did they let me on the plane? And he said, oh, he said, it was a close call. But he said, at one stage, I just said, it's okay. He's a comedian. <laughs> and that seemed to work. Okay, yeah. So, that's, uh, <laughs> that really is. Yeah. Oh, well, that explains it. Why didn't you bring that up at the that, start? That, that's one of those statements that's almost just so left field that it kind of changes the wiring of how you fathom. And you're like, oh, well, then by all means. Wait, what? Why is he allowed... It's okay, he's a comedian. Oh, you know the other one? You're not a cop stopping a car. <laughs> the other one was um, uh, I d- did not have any memory of loading my bag, you know, on the plane. Like, <sighs> so putting the bag on the plane. So I, when I got off after like 12 hours of traveling yesterday of feeling as bad as I've like felt. And, you know, by the way, all my own fault. So that makes it even... Still. It may, but no, but it makes it even worse because... Like, yeah, you've got guilt. Yeah, yeah, I really did. I was like, well, I have no one to blame for this there, other than me. My own hubris, my own sense of enjoyment, my own, like, you know, whatever. 
Like I, I am the person who has made me feel like this and all these other people have had to be responsible for me. And, you know, like now I'm starting to get all the guilt of that as well. The right? older you get, the worse your brain handles that anxiety the following day of like, you know, just getting way too, like the next, I mean, the next day really is tough, you know, because even if you're in your apartment, you're like, what am I? I'm a grown ass man. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, come I on. Mean, what, what am, am I, I doing? What am I doing? But I, I add was pr- I was... travel onto that hangover and the guilt. And it's just like, it's, I, I mean, honestly, because I mean, I can't. It's a tough experience. I can't remember. It would be years since I've had a similar blackout drunk experience. Right. I just, it's not something that is part of my life. Yeah. So when it happened, it really caught me by yeah. surprise. But, yeah. but also, like, I wouldn't have minded if like, if it had been one night where I did that and then I like, all I had to do the next day was like lay in bed and have my hangover and whatever and do a show that night. Yeah. I'd maybe have some guilt about not being like feeling good for the show. But but the fact that all these people had clearly had to go out of their way and had all done so with such great humor, but God, I would have been that guy at the airport. Can you imagine how many Uh, people were just staring at me and how many like lies and assurances and whatever had to be made? Yeah, you're like a living a locked up abroad episode. Like, but also to have to live those forty three next week to live. Well, you look fantastic to live to live those four hours. Not on a plane, but stressing about the arrangements that are going to have to get made because it's not like those flights. I mean, the the like the Bahamas airport is not. They're not. It's not like a big. It's not. It still is kind of an old airport. Well, I think it's not like there's a lot of flights going to Miami. I mean, there's I think probably that, like two a day. I think that's the the good. I think that's what was on in if my that, favor, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think right. two things I think really worked in my favor. Do you want Hurricane Will staying here for another day? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to deal with this mess? Do you, do you want this storm touching down again? <laughs> Firstly, I had Will say you want more Gosling. Just a little more Gosling. I love it here. Ryan, Get him on the plane. <laughs> So uh, I think the fact that I had Alonzo, who is a, you know, six foot six, yeah. fine, upstanding, sober man, yeah. uh, who is the most friendly, you know, and he's a local celebrity because he's been doing that festival. It's only 65,000 people or something who actually live there. And so, the, you know, and thousands of them came out to the shows. So, so great. it's actually a really well-known and regarded sort of part of their calendar. I think they've been doing it 11 years and Alonzo's done a lot of them. So I think... I actually got, that was partly like I got an Alonzo free pass. Right. But secondly, I think it was just that sort of thing of going, ah, we're a bit more relaxed here. And really, he's someone else's problem as soon as we put him on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I would get, and I, yeah, I would get passing that joint. (laughs) Right. Yeah. If you're willing to take him, mate, we're fine with that. Yeah. 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 But I can't imagine what, like. Should have let him have weed. I can't imagine what rules were broken or what, like, like, things were, would have had to be broken. Yeah. Like, there is no way they should have put me on that plane. I mean, as it turns out, it was fine. I wasn't problematic and I slept and then I felt, you know, well enough to deal with the rest of my day for, you know, after that, whatever. Yeah. But in the state that I, the fact that I can't remember. And secondly, all those questions they ask you. Like, you know, the, yeah. like, did you pack your own bag? Dunno. No idea. Some of it. Dunno. There's some wet pants in it. I can't explain it. He the means moment. yes. He <laughs> means yes. What Will is trying to say is yes, he packed his own bag. And then the things where they ask you about, like, just, you know, fruits and explosives. And yeah. Any fruits? Like, yeah. What was I saying? Matthew, we got the best fruit. Who filled? <laughs> what did he say? He said, no, no fruit. He doesn't have any fruit or livestock. Got a pig in me bag. All right. Uh, he will not talk anymore. 
So he's a comedian. So I don't know if that can expedite this a little, but he is a very funny comedian. Tell him the Gosling thing. He's got this great, tell him, local, do local. <laughs> do your two locals. So it was very, it was, it was, I, I am embarrassed by it, but um, uh, luckily I feel like what happened was uh, this is, it, it, it managed, to, because nothing managed to break down in the experience, yeah. you know, as it all turned out okay in the end. And right. No one was, yeah. So, I think what most people got at, out of it was a funny story. Right. And that has assuaged yeah. my guilt a little. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I feel like everybody else was not so inconvenienced that the hilarity of having to deal with right, it right. was not, you know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I think Alonzo was like, he felt like it was a little parting gift from the island. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little souvenir. <laughs> once it was, yeah, once, <laughs> once I was on the plane and not his problem anymore. Yeah. There must have been a little. Oh, man, <laughs> when you sat in that seat, he was probably like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff. And just it's a, like getting in a hot tub. But, ah. but also just also a little bit of pride. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. little bit of pride of like yeah. him knowing. He was living like that Hacksaw Ridge character. He's like, I can do this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I don't need a weapon. Go on without me, Alonzo. <laughs> You're coming with me. Huh? Come on. You're my backpack. Hop on. Get out of my way. He's a comedian. And then he said to me, he said, we're like the Marines, no man left behind. And I said, I love you, Alonzo. I love you. As you're on the ground, <coughs> I can't make it, Alonzo. I'm not going to make the flight. Come on, pull through, man. <coughs> I don't know, man. I'm pretty messed up. You can pull through this, Will. Come on. All right. All right. I'll do it. For Charlie. <laughs> For Charlie. You look at a picture of Charlie. For my Charlie. <laughs> A locket falls over. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I mean, did I take my shoes off at the x-ray machine? Oh, did man, I, the x-ray machine. Who took my computers out of my bag? Oh, God. Like, did I? <laughs> you put your wet pants through separately. Which bin do the wet pants go in? So I've got to LAX and oh. I don't know if there's luggage coming off. So I've been sitting... <laughs> <laughs> I've got like Schrodinger's luggage because I don't know if I've checked it on board or not. I might know. I might have got there, but like just I have who knows. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I've already lost my luggage once in the last year, so I, I was like, so anyway, it didn't. So again, amazingly, everything worked out okay. And now end, that but. feeling when you walked through your door here must have been euphoric. I didn't feel. So basically, this is kind of the stages of my day. The, that first bit, I remember waking up and then I don't really remember anything until Miami. Right. And, um, and then I had a bit, a bit of time in Miami and I was like, oh, maybe I should try to eat something. Maybe eating something will be a good idea. Yeah. And I got some water and I drank some water and my stomach went, water's not a good idea. <laughs> so I was like, maybe food is probably not a good idea yeah. either yet. So. Yeah. I got one of those um, vitamin waters, sure. right? And I was like, oh, maybe if I just could sip some vitamin water so I don't dehydrate or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the leg from um, Miami to Los Angeles is like six, five and a half, yeah. six hours, Brutal. right? And I am in a middle seat uh, in an emergency exit aisle. Though that's all right. That made it a little bit better, but I was not. I mean, again. Maybe I, not the guy you want manning the emergency another, exit door. Another lie was told. And this time one I remember when they said, are you willing and able to assist in case of emergency? Yeah. I was like, uh, well, I'm willing. Yeah. I could tell a joke at the door. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, you see. Knock, knock. 
No, 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 no. Don't hit that door, sir. Do not hit that. No, come on, knock, knock. No, sir, stop hitting the emergency exit Say door. It. Knock, knock. Stop hitting it. Who's there? Who's there? Sully. Sir. <laughs> sir. Oh man! Uh, so so you so I lied to the woman. I said I am willing to assist. Uh, yeah. Well, I was willing, but I I wouldn't unable, have much help. Certainly, I was unable to watch television. That's that's how. And you had a vitamin. What was a vitamin water? The only thing you ingested over the this? purple? Yeah, the purple one, whatever that one is. Yeah, like Dragon the, Punch or something yeah. stupid. And so I got the purple vitamin water, and I managed to drink two thirds of that p- purple vitamin water in six hours. Oh my god! That dude. was like all like yeah, in sm- the smallest sips where I'm like you just. and you couldn't watch tv because you were just so hurt i was so hurt so i I was listening to music i was able to like on my like sleeping at all trying right but middle just now well all the oh so now because up the miami bit i did i got like right i got passed out i got another you know three hours of sleep or whatever right but that that next flight now suddenly I'm trying to piece together the day I'm trying to apologize I'm messaging people to apologize to them thank them for helping me I'm like you know writing Alonzo into my will I had to call my Australian lawyer in the middle of the night but like I felt like it was the right thing to do you know like <laughs> keeps telling me that it's not legal if we only spell them with one L and I'm like it's my bit I have come to on. do it come on come on come on man uh, we're now reading the will. <laughs> Which again is W I L of Will Anderson. It's totally Liga. What? What is he what that L off? It's so weird. <laughs> it's like he does not like yeah. any words with two L's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, Will yeah. hates two L's. He said he'll see you in hell. One L. <laughs> so um <laughs> uh, yeah, so now I'm in that period where I firstly have to like, you know, me- I message a few people and uh-huh. sort of like, a apologize, b kind of pull my life together. I have to thank Alonzo. I have to kind of, and I'm still feeling terrible. Right. And then yeah, I get on that flight and I try to sleep a bit, but really I'm sort of my mind is now blaming myself and tossing and turning. And it's just, anxiety based that you can't chill out. I think mostly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think the biggest thing for me is not the pain that I put myself through because I did that to myself, but I feel immediately guilty about yeah. you know the inconvenience i've put other yeah. people through yeah which like you're saying at the end of the day is probably pretty minimal well and I, at yeah. least funny and i think it was now like yeah. you know and I, in right retro- in retrospect that's I, why you need that day away right you need that you need you literally the day a day like yesterday you as best you can have to just say to yourself process this tomorrow Relax and process this tomorrow. But well, also it's putting your, it's putting your ego aside. Yeah. Like really on that level of, and I mean that because I think being that broken as well and being that out of control and not having memory and all those sort of things takes you to a really base level of your psyche, which isn't always like good to you or particularly pleasant or you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. You know. Dis- oh no. The demon. Dis- yeah. Disproportionate the de- oh, demons. Yeah. Arrive, you give the you know? demon a megaphone for a day. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of them is like my reliance on this idea of, you know, like the arrogance of perfectionism. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, so I beat myself up on the day of it, like of going, you're better than this. And like, I I should be, and I'm an adult and all those sort of things. But by the second day, I can hopefully get to that place of going, yeah, but it's heaps more arrogant to think that you are this perfect person who never fucks up. You haven't fucked up like 
really badly for ages. And, and guess what? You fucked up one night and people forgive you a fuck up every now and again. Particularly, you know, this wasn't a particularly... Ma- like, it's only really in the end embarrassing to me, you know. And you have your own, like, levels of what your embarrassment is. Like, it's a different level for everybody. And if you really think about it, the, you know, if you're if you're going to be blacked out, the idea of... L- having a few hours of sleep uh, under your belt. Before, like you, it's not like you went out that night and we're at a bar, don't remember it, left your credit card, got into an argument with a guy, we're thrown out of this place, don't remember walking home, slept on the beach for an hour, right. then got home. You Told know. the promoter to fuck off. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, right, yeah. Right, you know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, like, you aren't, you know, your, your anxiety, while it's just in your head, it's like really not that much. I mean, you got on a plane. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. But but in the moment, it's very it's hard all relative. to... Your, yeah. your brain... I mean, your really, like, your brain just has to have a certain amount of itself devoted to stress. So it never matters, really, what is going on in your life. Your stress is all... that. That's why money... That's why, like, when people say, you know, money doesn't give you happiness. It's like, it is true for rich people. Right. Because your brain, your stress level is immediately replaced by some other stress. If it's not money, it's health. If it's not health, it's family. You know, whatever it is, you have to have this certain amount right. of stress. Or, or for some people, the money itself. Like they, some yeah. They've, yeah. There's been a myriad of studies about how really there's a certain point, an amount of money that does give you happiness because it gives you security and you don't have to worry about, you know, those sort of things and blah, blah, blah. But then after that, it's there's not a proportionate like climbing of yeah. you know really it levels well, out and, very quickly there's and a money, certain amount of money that gives you a certain amount of happiness and then after that often it actually creates its own problems i mean well, who the fuck is going to clean my boat now i yeah. have to get a guy to clean the I boat know, yeah and a guy to sail the boat yeah and i got always expand i got to get some boat friends did you see I've you, clean, <laughs> now i've got to get saturdays free how do i get saturdays free so i can get on the boat where do i even park it i'm not even sure i like boats you know what i mean like they're good sometimes. But Sir, just... you've been asked to leave this area. <laughs> you've been yelling at the SS Minnow. Sir. I've gone to a museum. Yeah. yeah. I'm so drunk. Yeah, yeah. I'm so drunk. I'm at a Gilligan's <laughs> Island. I'm in a Gilligan's Island museum. Maybe a history of television museum. Maybe I've gone Or a maybe just ambitious. a regular museum and you're talking to like a Descartes. <laughs> Look at this boat. Uh, should we? What should we do? Lead with the taser? How do you want to handle this? The size of this boat. I'm going to get on it. He's trying to climb in the painting. Get him. Tackle him. Hurt him. Yeah. I, uh, have, you, have you seen the documentary on uh, minimalism? I did. You know, funnily enough, I did see it. Yes. Yeah. I, that, that is one of those. I that, just watched the first bit, though. Well, because you're a minimalist. Yeah. You can't watch the that whole was, thing. No, that was, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for understanding the joke. Woo! That's like when a guy catches a ball not thrown at him, but they're on the same team. <laughs> Got it, man. Either way, right? No, dude, I had that. That was thrown to me. Um, uh, but no, that, that was, I thought that was a collaboration. Yeah. Okay, good. I like, I'm glad um, that you say it like that. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I'd like it to be like, did you, uh, speaking of documentaries, because we'll get back to the minimalism one, but if, did you watch the Beatles one that Ron Howard made? No, I have not seen it. Do you like the Beatles? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, yes. it's, it's great. Well, it's not, it's, it's, well, it's very, it's worth watching. And I think the thing that is, well, firstly, is amazing about them was you, even though everyone knows, it's very, of course, the Beatles are, you know, the greatest band of all time. Yeah. You know, 
no doubt you can have a more, more favorite bands and all those sort of things but sure. just like on amount of hits and you know over a period of time and level and, like overall approval rating from everybody yeah, yeah. Is and high. just like and influence and the other thing influence on what came mm-hmm. after you yeah, know like yeah. you, you just and there is a point in the documentary where they actually get a, a musical scholar who compares the peak period of time because what you i mean what i had forgotten or just when i knew it hadn't appreciated how amazing it was was that they were releasing an album every six months yeah for a very long time yeah and each of those albums had like five or six of it's a song that every single body person in the world knows the words yeah like each of them yeah and like every six months and each very different too well i mean the amazing growth i mean that's the thing you then get to because you watch this thing and it goes all the way up to you know sergeant pepper and you just get to see which is when it yeah you know, what they really, I mean, it's just amazing. But that also, that thing of that they were always very conscious, like particularly early on of like, you know, that it was Lennon and McCartney. You know, they wrote the songs together. Right. You know, like, you know, sometimes one would write more or less or, you know, bring one in almost fully, you know, form. But it was, you know, that's what they were doing. You know, they were making something together. And yeah. clearly the band were making something together. But yeah. And George Martin. The obviously. thing yeah. that is so amazing. And then for him to go on to write Game of Thrones. I mean, it's been a great Insane. career for him. What right? a run. Yeah. What a run. I mean... What a run. <laughs> what so, is his name? Paul Martin? No, no George, it is George. George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> okay, right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> what a life. I know, right? What a run. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, their sense of humor is stunning. Like, these are young, at the time, like, nothing had ever really, apart from Elvis, nothing had ever really been what this was. And instead of it, like, being Elvis, these were four friends, 20-year-old kids, going through this thing together and being, like, this, you know, the biggest thing in the entire world. But the humor... Their sense of humor and their sense of no. fun. John and Lennon was timing. so, so funny. I mean, they all are fun. All of them are funny. You know, George Harrison is the reason why Life of Brian, the Monty Python movie, got uh, released. Right. I, it was like because it, it uh, stepped on religion, it was, you know, nobody was going to release it. And they, Monty Python, like, took it to him and he loved it. And he was basically like, well, what do we need to do? And he paid for its release in theaters and it made a right. ton of money. Yeah. So it was like a wise well, investment. He, well, yeah. yeah. He needed another hit. Yeah. Yeah. He really, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Any, anyone would have been happy with investing. Like, if your story was, I invested in the life of Brian yeah. and it set me up forever because yeah. it became this huge. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 He's like, oh, I was also he's like a Shark Tank investor. <laughs> oh, good. Another hit. Good. Because, yeah, you needed more fucking money. And now I said, congrats. Oh, my God. Well, I was reading an article the other day about how um, they were trying to explain why people hate you two so much. And <laughs> it was interesting because. Like, I find it weird, too, uh-huh. even though I kind of get it. Weird, too, is a cover band of U2. You too, but yeah. Yeah, weird. And Weirdo Yankovic. Yeah. They do, they do Weirdo Yankovic-style parodies of U2 songs. It's actually a pretty good act. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Where the streets have one name. You know, like, there's some really good stuff. With and also with you. Some really funny. Yeah. yeah. Rattle and bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's good, yeah. actually. Yeah. So there'd be some food ones, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so um, uh, I liked you two when I was a teen. Like uh, when I still a- haven't found who I'm cooking for. Ah, there you go. That's okay. your, that's your perfect. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, I liked you too when I was a teenager. Um, uh, and I went and saw them in concert a couple of times and they were amazing live. Like right. just to put on an amazing show, you know, really just, they were that first big kind of stadium band that decided to make it a multimedia and whatever experience. Yeah. And it was all this crazy shit. And I, it was just, it felt really vital and interesting. And, um, and now obviously, you know, they're still a massive band and whenever they go on tour, they can still, you know, I mean, you know, probably other than like a Coldplay or something like that, you know, they're still one of those bands that, you know, could, but, when they put the that the album terrible but, decision, is it? But isn't that how how weird we look at the world? Now I get why people like because here's all that. Let me just imagine an alien comes to Earth. Okay, and they're going. Uh, you have to explain you two to to okay. this alien, right? Uh-huh. Okay, you can be the alien. And okay, be, right, all right. But you, okay, um, you want to know about you two? All right, here yeah. I just landed. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, what's your name? And this is all being done like through. Oh, I'm just transmitting these okay, thoughts cool. into your head. Okay, nice. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, what's your name? Nice to meet you. And your name? I'm Will, 1L. That's weird. And we're not even from here. <laughs> what's your deal with L's? <laughs> oh, anyway. We came for one thing. Uh, what was that? Who is you two? Uh, well, they uh, were for about 15 years the biggest band in the world. They're an Irish uh, rock band and uh, they used a lot of their fame. The lead singer uh, used a lot of their fame uh, to passionately argue and lobby for those who are less fortunate than uh, he is. Bono, one end, right? One end, yeah, just right. one end. Why did they put the album in everyone's iTunes <laughs> when nobody would have asked for it? Now, Why the- not let people just find it and decide? Well, here's the thing I, I can't quite understand because you two were the biggest band in the world, Alien. You don't have to be the Alien anymore if you don't want. I'm still into <laughs> okay, it. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, but the, the biggest band in the world pissed off most of the world by saying, hey, we're the biggest band in the world. Would you like a free album? <laughs> and we went, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah, it. Like, it, why? What, you why know, were people so mad about the album? Like, I, literally, I, the, th- this if, is this is why. If, the, if Louis C.K. Here, said to everyone, "I'll give you a free album," would be people would be mad at Louis C.K. But here's the difference for me: I like Louis C.K. Okay, right. So the, the, difference, that the difference for me. Well, uh, to me, I'm not at like a U2. Like to me, like U2 is like the musical equivalent of like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay. Where like they're very, it's very big, very popular. I'm not hating on it. But I don't really give too much of a shit about it. It's not going to activate me to go purchase anything or really do anything. But I'm not, like, necessarily rubbed that it exists. Right. But by the same token, the idea that now there's a process to, like, like now you're like, wait, I have get out of, I don't want to listen to you. It's, it's almost like, I guess, it's, it's presumptuous and it could maybe come across as a, a little egotistical, thinking... Hey, everybody, here's an album. You'll love it. It's like, no, you know? It's like when you give a guy who's not homeless $5, and he's like, I'm not homeless. I just look trashy. And you're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Like, you don't, like, just, you don't need to push it. I know it exists. I'll get to it if I'm into it. I mean, maybe the mistake was that it appeared immediately in people's phones. Now, if you do a big marketing thing where you go YouTube out, al- YouTube, YouTube album. YouTube. YouTube on YouTube. <laughs> Yo, Why did they man, not do that? How can this not be happening? <laughs> 
Good God. We really have to do everything sometimes. Uh, but if, if, if they're like, this album is available for free and it's a big push to get a free U2 album. And, right. You know, then then maybe then I don't think there's any backlash. So yeah, it was the fact that it was just in the phone already. It wasn't or just there. If you if you'd been able to just go, and you can go to iTunes to, right now and get it for free. People would have been fine with and it. And to your point, we I mean, it's an extremely fickle attitude to be like, how dare you make me locate an album and delete it? It's you know, it's just yeah. There's, well, there's no, there really isn't a rationale for why, I'm, why you should be upset. I mean, it. it's really like, I mean, it'd be like if the biggest movie star in the world or whatever, the biggest director, say Christopher Nolan, yeah, just goes, hey, for my next movie, it's free. Yeah, you know what? I'm just yeah. gonna make a movie and yeah. everyone can watch it for free. And yeah, we're like, no, fuck you. Nah, Nolan, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the it's difference like, between if I give you a gift and you don't like it, saying to me, hey, I don't like this, and throwing it on the ground, or just waiting until I leave and being like, throw this out. Right. Nice guy. Yeah, just throw it out. Just, <laughs> just throw it out. Throw it out. It's simple. But what, but it, but it's the extra step of then hating the person who gave you the present in the first place. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's and yeah, you don't want a gift from this person. You've been pretty clear. No more gifts from you, Bono. And then he shows up and he's like, "Hey, I got you an album." Because he's like, I mean, I guess the other thing is, I guess people feel like he's too what self-aggrandizing or whatever it is. But yeah. I mean, he really has. You know, a lot of rock stars, you know, have dedicated it. Like, I mean, people love. Keith Richards, and he pretty much just dedicated his life to like taking heroin for thirty years. Yeah. But Bono decided to use some of his wealth and fame and whatever to, you know, try to help people, right? Yeah. Strongly. Yeah. I mean, very, you know, like, very. Whether very, you like the way you went about it or not, he certainly you, tried. We do. We. I think you know. You do live in a culture. I. Th I think you live in a culture now, almost where it's almost like when, like, uh, some when I used to smoke and someone was and someone quit smoking, all the smokers were very threatened by the new non-smokers behavior of deciding to not smoke. Uh -huh. And without that person doing anything other than just like focusing mentally on not smoking cigarettes, you were like, you think you're better than me? Uh -huh. Like that your attitude sort of just goes to, to that place for whatever reason. Well, and I think you, so you, it's easy to hate on somebody right. when they're trying to do a lot of good because, because it makes you feel bad about because it makes well, you feel better for not doing that or being able I to speak do that. about that uh, a bit and you get this in relation to being vegetarian I was, because uh, I don't it's so I, related to because that. I don't have any problem with anybody else I feed no. my animals meat like you know I'm not having a problem with you and my decision not to eat meat myself says nothing about and you're you like or me the too. way you live your life you're like me too it's when when you're you when you're out at dinner are you with talking a bunch about uh, that meat you too cover band meat you me too me too you got the bono in ribeye <laughs> <laughs> on the bono <laughs> falling off the bono like, seriously yeah. Yeah. But sauce Just to the edge of the plate <laughs> the drummer I got nothing. Uh, uh, Larry <laughs> Mullins Jr. Hey, you want Adam some? Clayton. You want a fruit salad with some <laughs> Gary Mellon? Oh, boy, we're really <laughs> grasping over here. We're serving it on the Adam yeah. Clayton. Oh what? God! Oh, close oh, the restaurant. Close seriously. this restaurant. Close. We didn't think this through. Close us too. Close this place. <laughs> this is a nightmare. The YouTube themed restaurant that was in everyone's neighborhood without them asking for it. <laughs> they just pop up, <laughs> serving free food. Yeah, you just walk. You like, leave your apartment and you're just inside of it. What the hell? Fancy some traditional Irish cuisine while helping the world cure HIV. Um, but yeah, you're like me that you, it's not like when you go to dinner, you're like, I'll have a salad. 
And some veg to, you know, you're just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to really hear my order because then it's going to bring up a conversation about oh, why and the worst one how for, come and are you really and the worst don't one, you miss. The and, worst one for me is just if we're going to someone's, like if you're going to someone's house for dinner or like, if, like my parents, I'm glad and of it, but like going home for Christmas and stuff. Yeah. I don't want you have to think about me for one minute. Yeah. Here's what I've always been able to do. Eight. Pick around. Like, yeah. I, there'll be plenty of stuff there, like, particularly, like, Christmas dinner. Yeah. Like, I'll have a plate, plate of, like, potatoes and yeah, carrot. And truly. Like, you know, it'll be fine. I'm, yeah. like, really happy. And the last thing I want to do in the world is to go back to, like, you know, my embarrassment from the other story is make other people have to go to an extra effort for And have, have a spotlight on you for like you're just like i'll just it's it's such a normal easy yeah. thing to live in just to. but because i think they can't imagine how you actually are able to eat so it seems like it's a bigger deal yeah because to them they are a bit like but where would you even start yeah like how could you be at a barbecue what do you if eat? you no, don't that's eat what my fa- that's what my family always asks yeah. when i go to england so what do you will you eat fruit <laughs> yeah yes i'll eat fruit you will oh yeah we weren't sure if you were off fruit no, I leave. I love fruit. I'm a big fan of oh, and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just not chicken. Right, not chicken or beef. None of that. Right. Yep. Bread. I'll eat bread for sure. I'd love some bread. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we're doing a gravy for you, especially. You don't have to do that. I'll, I don't need gravy. I'll be fine. Please stop. T- no more questions about this at all, ever. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, yeah. it's half time. It's half time. We need a half time, a traditional yeah, half time break. Yep. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Hello. Anyway, I'm not drinking anymore. Oh my God, <laughs> we really had a breakthrough. <laughs> really went zero to 60. Yeah, I might not be as funny anymore. I warned the audience that. Well, no more Bahama stories. I won't be as productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, those are, we've done some of those, you know, some of these just hammered it. They're pretty... There's something about like I don't know how I'll ever do a live podcast. Uh, I don't think I've ever done a live podcast. Well, you're gonna so need to have, at least have an out for that. Maybe yeah, I'll, that's my free pass. Like yeah. when when people do like Febfast and stuff, but you can buy a like a you know or whatever they yeah you know, whatever the dry July or right, whatever those yeah, months yeah. are. October. There's right. like heaps of them oh, now. Oh God. Um, but many. you can also buy like a, a day out of rim it. November. If, if you have to go to, is that when you rim someone? Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. No, Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. It's a great I month. I mean, hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bad month to have a mustache. But, you know, you do Movember, you don't do Rimmember. <laughs> you don't do both. I do both and at I the same both. time. Yeah. It sticks that's with a... you. It sticks with you. It's a day and a halfer. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, now that I'm going to go wash my face again. Ironically, isn't a Movember raising uh, funds for like bell cancer or i don't know if it was i, I isn't it something like that i think it's, it's like, cancer yeah it's, yeah it's some i think it's a specifically male yeah, probably kind is. of like you know like or prostate cancer or something yeah i think which rimvember would actually oh be a much, like more rimvember i mean isn't that a better i mean you probably know fit. what cancer you're talking about which right. we don't right now so. i mean it's kind of like a well not a self-examination that'd be an awkward month but you have to do some yoga in like you know <laughs> yoga in october you do yoga october yo- yoga <laughs> yotober yotober <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So wait, while okay, while we're on the subject. So you've had your prostate checked, right? Uh yeah, sure. 
Very. very <laughs> is this an uncomfortable territory? Do you not want to talk about Remember? No, no, no. no. I, I, yeah, of course I have. Yep. Well, so I have I, a yearly medical, uh, which is one, right. of, one of the great things about having a television show. Um, and the two things I, I think probably I get the most out of is someone will bring you a nice cup of coffee whenever you want. Right. It's the best. Yeah. And secondly. Um, I have a yearly medical. You and have I, to get, yeah. I am not the sort of to person... To get insurance. To get insurance. Yeah. Because if I, I'm the pilot of the plane and if I can't fly it, right. then everybody else who's been hired you're that selling. day... Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also have to go home. Well, from how it sounds but like they, you're flying lately, I don't know if you should be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. How did I get us here? Yeah. It not was, a good landing, sir. It was weird. We got off uh, the plane in Miami and they played me the black, black box recording. <laughs> So I glad. can finally remember it. Oh, that's what Alonzo should have done. He should have hit record <laughs> on his iPhone. That's uh, what should have happened. Ah, uh, that would be beautiful. Imagine if I had to listen beautiful. back to that. Uh, or somebody should have reminded me to do it because I had my iPhone. Imagine if I'd had the like the cognizance, the the sense of mind to hit record or it accidentally you, hit record. You're putting too much pressure on drunk you. I mean, that is just those are. Uh, it's just not feasible for a mind to function on that level. Have you ever seen yourself blackout drunk? No. I did once in college. Somebody filmed me when I was blackout drunk. I didn't remember shit. Oh. I, I like woke up the next day and actually my buddy, my buddy came in because you get violations if you got in trouble, uh, if you lived on campus, okay. you know, prepping you for the, the world you're about to enter yeah. um, and uh, serve your master. And uh, anyway, so, so I, my buddy played me a voice. He goes, he came in and he goes, you got a violation last night? And I was like, no, did I? He goes, you left me a voicemail saying you did. And he played me a voicemail where I was like, hey, man, they're saying I can't leave my room anymore. They're giving me a violation and shit. And then later that day, this dude played me a video of me just blacked out. And I was like, this is not a fun experience <laughs> at all. Yeah, I would say it's only really happened to me. Um, I remember being at a funeral, uh, which was a terrible place. But there, there was a, like a wake after this funeral and it had been a really emotional day. And I underestimated the fact that I hadn't eaten and I'd been emotional right. and, and I combined alcohol and got like inappropriately drunk at a place that like, like not that I went away somewhere and had a shower. Right. And that's like, it wasn't a place that really had a shower. It was near, right. the, it was near the beach where there was like a surf club nearby. Right. And Shower's I a big player in your blackouts. Yeah. I yeah. Guess so. Shower somehow. Took, took my clothes off in this one though, which oh, good. again, when I was discovered, people didn't really. So you're feel doing like the opposite the... of what you should do: indoors, clothes on; outdoors, nude. So that was about ten years ago. Yeah. And I can't. I don't think there's been any like. So this might be the first in about a decade. Wow. And then, really? And then before that, I wasn't a big blackout drunk person really ever. I would say maybe a couple of times at university, or maybe a couple of times in my twenties, but no. but not like no, not really. Like I, you know, I mean, so I would when say I I would say I probably hit one a year where, but not where it's like blacked out, but where the next day you're like, ah, I don't remember everything. There's some holes in that memory of mine. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, but had I, I, re I had like probably four or five years ago, an experience where I'd never had a, a Greyhound, which is grapefruit juice and vodka. I, I mean, this is sounds like, but I just had never had them. Uh -huh. And I'm sure there's some other elements into it, but, uh, I never had one. And I was watching football at a bar and I just discovered Greyhounds and I drank a shitload of them and was like, didn't remember, like woke up at, you know, like 2.30 in the morning, like what the hell's going on? Why do I feel fully rested? Why does it say 
two thirty, and what the hell happened? Yeah, and I just why, got why am I on a bus surrounded by dogs? Yeah, yeah. Wait, why am <laughs> I, am I going, where am I going? <laughs> you go to a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin commercial plays. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to help one of these animals? I'm actually a man, and uh, these quarters are very cramped. I will say, I'm some of the dogs and I've been talking. Also, the dog food is terrible. It's not food. I'm not a. I'm not a dog. God damn it! The family looks at you. He seems nice. I'm a human man, and so I need to get out of here. Sarah McLaughlin just keeps playing louder acoustic guitar. Just to try to turn her down. Out. Hey, help! Help me! Like she's actually there. She's not even normally there. She's Sarah, just... <laughs> I'm a big fan. First of all, and second, I'm a human man, and I'm in a dog cage. Come on, sweetie. Uh, I love Lilith Fair. Sarah. Uh, um yeah there are certain drinks uh that are designed not for really enjoyment they're more you know designed for you know supreme intoxication yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, whiskey like manhattan or something like that but that but after that experience i was like okay i'm never getting that (laughs) like i'm not doing that anymore and like i feel like i don't do that anymore but there are definitely times where i'm like "Eh, i don't remember playing that game of pool Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Maybe I'm cutting myself like, you know, I I think maybe I'm judging by... We're talking full... Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Look, yeah. I mean, I can't remember a lot of stuff that happened today. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to... Seriously. <you> know. <laughs> I know. I'm not even sure what I was doing before you got here. Yeah, me either. I don't remember coming here. <laughs> my, why are my pants wet? What the hell happened? I'll put those in a plastic bag for you. Oh, That's fine. You. I'll give you my TSA card. You can You're pop that in there. They had no man left behind. I was like, I, that, oh, well, that's the other thing. I'd like to imagine myself in the opposite situation. Like, what if I were the person who I normally am in that situation? You, someone who planned for the fact that I had an early flight and, you know, has woken up and got to the airport in a respectable sort of shape. Yeah. Packed my bags the night before, you yeah. know, ready to go. Yeah. And one of the people I've been working with rocks up like me. Am I the sort of person who would have like been manned up? Would I have got them through? Yeah, I would like to say no. Yeah, I would like to think that I like would try, but I'm not. I'm not sure that I would have. It would depend who it is. I mean, you know. I mean, I couldn't hold Alonzo up. (laughs) I one time, yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) He's a comedian. Comedian. I have bad hips. (laughs) My hips. I I one time was flying back from Austin. Uh, with a, a group of gentlemen and we had shot something and there was enough money left in the budget and one of the guys was like, we are going to drink the rest of the budget. Okay. And so we drank so much and one of the guys was younger. He was probably like 21 and really skinny and he had just done so many shots of tequila and he was so messed up. He was like in the bar, he, he was like, uh, he was talking to one of the guys and he was like, Look, you may have slept with more girls, but I've had sex with my girlfriend a hundred thousand times. And like, I saw this woman go like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "We cannot be in here." And then like, security starts I mean, kind of also, circling. Like that is an unreasonable amount of times. Like yeah. even as a boast. Yeah. Like that's immediately bullshit. Yeah. Like at least go for some sort. I'll of, take the under. Do you know what? Yeah. You said fifty thousand times. Yeah. A hundred thousand. That is like. Still and it was too a much. long distance relationship. You know what? So. Two thousand. Yeah, I mean, two thousand times is still a good amount of times. That's like four solid years, like every every day, every day, sometimes twice. Yeah, 
for four years. But remember, you got those first six months where it's going real strong for a while. Yeah, but still, you haven't, like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, still, yeah. you're averaging even in, like, a really passionate, like, yeah. immediate relationship, like, what, twice a day? Yeah. And then it's going to ease off a little. Yeah. And if it's long distance, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come Two, on, mate. Uh, 2,000. Yeah, it's a lot. 2,000 It's a lot day. of times to put your That'd penis. That'd be heaps. It's a lot of times to get your penis into something. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing even no if you wonder average it gets out, so damn complicated. If you average out one and a quarter a day over four years, that yeah. I would say by anyone's estimation is a pretty passionate relationship. Solid, right? It's a so, I mean, that's yeah. a good boast. Say two thousand. You know what? Say five thousand. Yeah, but a hundred thousand. We've been sleeping together since we were three. Yeah. So well, that's, now that's weirder. Now, now you've <laughs> yeah. brought up a more complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, but if, if you're both three, they're both three. Like, they're both oh, three yeah, in okay. this. They're both three in this. Right. So. You know, it's complicated. Was he just counting how many times they'd literally slept well, together? Well, keep in mind he's drunk, Maybe so he's seeing double, is. so it could have been 50,000. Okay, that's a good And point. he just... Uh, I have had 50,000 threesomes with my wife. <laughs> what? Devil's threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he doesn't see two of her, he only sees two of himself. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it gets really weird about seeing... No, it was just you. Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> ah, I remember a finger trap. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Oh, I'm gonna stop drinking Greyhounds. It's terrible, terrible. Uh, but when we were trying to get him on the plane, I was like, "I'm making this flight, right?" You right. know, and like, and I had been drinking, so I was like, "If he, like, he could bring down the whole structure, right?" But I did end up getting him pizza, he and could... he did end up getting on the plane somehow. So he could, he ends up. Dragging the whole group down potentially because that's yeah. the other thing is like oh yeah you're a game of Jenga. There's got to be at some point like you know with these others who were with me this morning this idea of like he could bring this whole thing plan down. Yes. So there would be a temptation just to leave you behind so that you know you don't ruin your day as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to get back to I was like I had to do I had something that yeah, night. Yeah, you had something on. Yeah. But I, I mean, but still, I was like, I'm not compromising my situation for right. this guy who just drank a bunch of tequila and talked about the impossible <laughs> amount of times he's banged his girlfriend. I mean, you know what? He probably just maybe needs- each pump counts. Oh, maybe, maybe he's that's counting. Maybe he's some weird religion. Oh, you know what? Maybe he put his Fitbit on. He thought it, he thought what it was was a cock ring. Yeah, and he's put his Fitbit on his a co- fuck as bit. A, He's got a fuck. Bit. Yeah, he's got and a fuck bit on his cock, and it measures every time there's a stroke. And so even like he gets a little day to day graph. You can invite your friends to yeah. be involved. Hey, it's check like, it out, man! It's really banging earlier. Join me on huh? fuck bit. Look at this. Look at my fuck bit numbers. <laughs> I hit all my pumps today. No more pumps needed for me. I burned it off. I can have Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, though, actually, the Fitbit cock ring. Like, I mean, how, that is... how, how far away are we from just sharing total sexual experiences with each other? On, I mean, it's like... Well, isn't that is... what, like... Uh, well, firstly, like, you know, the, the sexting culture, but more so, like, the fact that people now have video chat and, like, we'll yeah. have, like you know, video sex and that there's a huge industry of like, uh, like cam girls. Oh, yeah. Like I watched this actually really interesting documentary on like the girls who are making, what's it inc- called? Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's gutting. Oh, oh I mean, it, it really spoilers, shows you this. Yeah. It's not yeah. as sexy as it first no. appears. Spoilers. This is, this damages lives. Right. Yeah. But it's also one of those things that, um, so now that, it, that already exists. Yeah. And uh, I was reading an article the other day about like, you know, that 
they're trying to the big thing that they think will be good for you know for porn and for that sort of thing is virtual reality so what they're trying to do is kind of combine that idea that you could be watching like a person like on the internet but also kind of feel that you were inside you know, there of this person with that person yeah so like that shit is well that that's the th- like that that's what it is like you, the lines are getting so blurred so comfortably like that's kind of what like when i was like when we were just saying the minimalist documentary like right. the the idea of that is you know really evaluate what do you need you know right. and if you can approach your life with a uh, you know it's not even saying get rid of everything that y- you have it's just like you know could you value the uh, could your mean average of value for your items be higher well and, uh, part of my one was and I, did, I two things after i watched it and firstly it's a really interesting concept and idea yeah the guys are a little too huggy, uh, huggy for me the the two the two the guys that dudes, it follows yeah, will kind of annoy you yeah and certainly you have by, to be, you'll get into the message, yeah. but yeah, you'll be like, stop hugging everyone. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, stop like, hugging. I just would love this a bit more if it didn't feel like you were starting yeah. a religion. I wish you, like, I wish, <laughs> I wish that you applied minimalism to the yeah. way you said hello to people. Yeah. Minimalism to your enthusiasm. Yeah. How please. about that? Yeah. How about you yeah. do your next we project? Can consolidate about, that? Can we throw yeah. out a lot of that? Yeah. Can we keep in maximum consent? <laughs> yeah. Can we have some of yeah. that, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but the actual concept was something that like AI had been toying with a little bit already, but um, I had started on the road uh, just traveling with carry on just because the American right. you know, yeah, airline system nightmare. is so terrible. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, well, how much do I need? Have actual think about where you are and yeah. like, you know, what, what you'll need to yeah. wear. You're not Lady Gaga. You need three shirts, maybe right. four. Yeah, exactly. Right. Put them all in. Yeah. Turns out then you get to Alaska and it's minus 32 and you have to wear every single item of clothing you brought. <laughs> Two grand on new clothes. <laughs> but I, um, I, that in itself is, is like a really interesting and relieving thing just on a really minor yeah. level. You suddenly just go, oh yeah, that's all I needed. Yeah. Like I don't need my whole toiletries bag. I packed a few things I can take on the plane. I yeah. just need this, this and that. You don't have to unpack much. You kind of know what you've got and everything and and it's easy and you probably don't even use all the stuff you take even even then. Yep. And then the other thing is I'm surrounded particularly by books. I've been a person and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I love books, but I overestimate the amount of uh, books and time I have. Right. So what I end up doing is like I have hundreds of unread books. Right. And I still am not stopping buying books. Right. Like and But when you open the Will Anderson library, well, two, two L's in library, it'll be huge. I decided that I this year I wanted to as much as possible with my clothes and with um, my books and with my entertainment and stuff is use what I already have yeah. before I move on and get something else. Right. It's the same with food because I'm not here all the time. Yeah. I really try to think every day. Like I, because I, I'm writing and stuff just for ease. I got some like, you know, sort of naan bread, like, you know, kind of bases. I've had one. They're really good. And then I was um, just kind of making these like homemade sort of vegetarian sort of pizza things yeah. to eat. So, you know, kind of pretty simple way to get some vegetables and some cheese and yeah, some bread, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's what vegetarians eat. <laughs> yeah. And so... <laughs> French fries, a big player in the vegetarian diet. But what I found that I would normally do was I'd go and get like individual ingredients. Like, yeah. you know, like mushrooms individually to, you know, like whatever, tomatoes individually yeah. to whatever. And then I kind of started to go and I would always have stuff left over or I'd go away for a few days and by the time I got back, like I hadn't really used half of the stuff or whatever. Yeah. 
And then I realized down at my local, like one of the local shops down here is they have like a, a salad bar, like, you know, where people can go in and all the ingredients I put on top of my pizzas are in this salad bar. Right. So instead now I just get go like enough and tomatoes right. and enough mushrooms and yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then just use like everything I have. So right. often I'll be like, well, there was my meal. And now like I've used all the things that I, I needed for that meal, but I don't have any waste left over and whatever. Right. And so I'm, I'm hoping this year that might be, I might like just stop again i bought two books on this fucking trip to bermuda so like two like like i one's on how to read your books yeah (laughs) i bought uh, trevor noah's book and uh oh tignataro's book Uh uh-huh i was like i do want to read both so i will do that but i have all these other books that i I just want to read and like shows that i want to watch i don't want to buy you know new stuff while i've still got this other stuff i think it's this culture of like it's like with music and that's what I actually enjoyed about the recovery process because I could do nothing but listen to music. Yeah. I had a couple of albums that like are on my phone that I just kind of listened to over and over and like was really listening to the music and really enjoying it and be enjoying going back and right. sort of like, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't do this enough. Yeah. I move on to the new thing or like put well, something else in my phone that like, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to enough either. Music is a good example of, you know, if you really think about like, because the problem is that you're just saturated in choice now. And so not only do you have too many options for things, you also have people who are competing for the newest option. And that is sort of this status thing that, that matters. But if you think about music, like you think about like where it started, you know, how it it started with just hearing music live. And then it started with like getting, albums and then you could like actually listen to albums that bands had put out and when an album came out like when we we're talking about the, about the Beatles like you know an album comes out and it's this galvanizing thing because you're not starved for entertainment but you're not spoiled with it so it has this value and then that moves into like you know tape decks and then a lot more music is out there and then that moves into CDs you know which is just so much easier than putting a record on a turntable and dropping a needle and there's no skipping and there's all these options and then that moves into digital music where now you you know there's no way there'll ever be another Beatles because there's just way too much shit on the menu so overall we probably value our music less we probably we still enjoy our music and people still like you know love music but you're not an album is no longer this precious item that if you have it and somebody else doesn't you can have a shared experience listening to it like there's there's just so much less of that and i think in a way that's kind of the point of the documentary is like are you missing the human connection because you're so worried about items well it was, that was the interesting thing about the beatles yeah you know, the documentary is that kind of concept that you know they were having like you know five that in the top 10 that have like five or six of the you know so everyone in the world was part of this phenomenon and people were yeah. interested in what they thought and whatever and it was a shared experience and we have so i mean i i don't want to be one of those people because i think that the internet and all those sort of things have in some ways enriched the the human connected experience as well yeah. but like what the fragmentation of television and stuff like that has done is that that conversation, that idea in Hollywood, you know, they used to say about like water cooler moments, what yeah. people are going to be talking yeah. about tomorrow. Like there are rare shows now. That's why I actually loved Westworld so much was because I had to wait each week to right. watch the episode. I would listen to like three or four podcasts, like about theories about what was going on. I could read about it. Yeah. I could speculate in my own head. And then I would look forward 
like to the next Sunday so I could watch this thing and I would sit down and I would watch and it. And others like, are doing that too. Like, and there's going to the be this time. explosion of reaction once it's So done. you can literally like the next day tune into this thing that you will know will come out yeah. talking about the thing that you're interested in yeah. at that time. And there is something about that that is wonderful and still like I still love. I, I, I listen to a, a Survivor podcast, same thing. Like, you know, I love to watch Survivor and then know the next day I can listen to this Survivor podcast. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how the brain does have to have trash too? Like I, like this, that's like, I, you know, there's just such garbage that I watch. So no matter how much you're trying to like achieve like some level of intelligence, you are like, but I also need to feed my brain bullshit. Oh, mate, you know, Survivor. Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Survivor podcast great because it's <laughs> the Survivor it talks, podcast. It's ex. Well, there's actually a couple. Is this guy Rob Sestertino? I, I I have not said that correctly, but he was a he played Survivor. Okay. And uh, made it a fair way through. I think he might have got eliminated just before the final three or final four. So okay. Made, made it and was a popular player. Right. And so there's actually, he does a series of podcasts, but he does one called uh, Survivor Know-It-Alls uh -huh. uh, with, uh, with another guy who like played very well, but didn't win as well. But they do that together. And then uh, he has another podcast the next day, which is like, so the one's an immediate reaction sort of podcast yeah, yeah. to what happened. And right. then the next one's a yeah. more considered reaction. Yeah. So literally this, I listened to two podcasts that are both about the same episode right, of Survivor. Right. One like immediately after and then the next one the next day with an ex-Survivor contestant normally right, from right. another series. Yeah. And they talk <laughs> about strategy and who's doing well and who's getting the good edit. Yeah. And like, and I love it. Well, you'll, and you'll only like less, you like less and less get like sports is really maybe the last bastion of that organically happening where a lot of people at the same time will have this shared experience. And then the next day you enjoy redigesting information and theories and thoughts and all that stuff. But yeah, there's just so much less of that now. Like I think back to the Sopranos, like when the Sopranos was on the air, like, you know, leading up to that finale or even breaking bad. I mean, leading up to those it is like there's this connected like oh my god man we're all enjoying this thing yeah but well i mean i remember music i i don't think the seinfeld finale yeah you know like i remember that being like one of those moments where i was in america when it happened and america did feel like that week oh yeah you know you couldn't read a magazine that didn't have like oh, the they cast were on, on the everything. cover it was yeah. really like you know and even though the episode itself is not the greatest ever episode no. of seinfeld but uh you know, it felt like a thing that, well, everyone's going to sit down and watch like... And it's so weird too, to watch the final episode of Seinfeld because it's not like a show that ha needed to have an end. In fact, that's why, yeah. the, that's why the ending, in my opinion, is unsuccessful because it, it was a show about nothing. It didn't actually need an end and it was weird that it had to have an end. It, it, it just needed like a last episode. Yeah. But, you right. know, I yeah. can understand the... Anyway, it's their fucking the show. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, they, they, they nailed it pretty and, much all of the time. Yeah. So yeah. So, you know. And and Kirby Enthusiasm touches on it eventually. About yeah. So then it creates its own, you know, next... Next plot. Plot and next bit of art <laughs> yeah, and yeah. next bit of amusement yeah. and... Reaction. Yeah. It's great now. We have the capacity to have those things yeah. and tell those stories. But yeah, it's why I guess events like the Super Bowl or those sort of things are still iconic to people. And I think that's where Meryl Streep was a little wrong in her like, you know, speech she made at the Golden Globes yeah. when she sort of, you know, she made that big pitch for inclusiveness and then kind of felt the need to sledge football and, you know, mixed martial arts at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, I, I get in where the world that you live in that, that you think that's a strong point. But to me, 
Like, you know, 100 million people watch the Super Bowl and, um, you know, I don't watch mixed martial arts, but, you know, it's obviously something that people enjoy and it's skillful and it's definitely entertainment. They, yeah. I've seen the way people talk about it. It is about the plots and the art and the who hates who and the well, you know, the stories behind yeah. them. So if even though... Attack keeping up with the Kardashians before right. live sport. I mean, that well, that, that that's... You know, that's engaging your brain. I mean, sports engages your brain in a way. You're evaluating, you're processing, you're, uh, you know, pontificating, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians of, you know, well, sports, people. Sports at that level, like sports entertainment yeah. is the same. Like, I mean, you can't put Hollywood ahead of that. Like as entertainment, yeah. they're both just like Hollywood is people pretending to be other people to entertain you. Yeah. And like those sports are gladiators. Like, you know, they're gladiators doing their thing for the entertainment of people, but people are fascinated in the plots and the stories. And that's why there's so much, you know, romantic attachment when my team wins the AFL grand final or the Cubs win the <laughs> world series. Or the Packers are in the NFC championship you game know, next Sunday. Yeah. They, those are the stories because people connect to LeBron's story in Cleveland yeah. or whatever. They're not just no, like totally. Sporting events, yeah. and there is drama and passion within them, and you know the players all have their own individual stories, and there's stories of the game. You know, there's the final kick, you know, after the you know bell to decide, you know, which of the two teams is going through to the you know playoffs, and you know these are in their own way to a different audience. And I think as a Hollywood actor, like you know, I don't un quite understand why you wouldn't see them as just another like brand and arc of entertainment yeah. like well they're there i mean they're you know the the reason is because when you surround your i mean it's it's the same reason you know it, it's so easy to lose attachment and i think maybe you know hollywood has a bad rap for this but it's partially earned because they do you know you can't if you get that many people in a room patting each other on the back for pretending at some point, you're going to lose people when it's that seriously approached. I mean, it's two months of giving each other trophies yeah, for the rest of the year, pretending know, to be someone. And yeah, and and for really, heaps of cash. And 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 anybody who's do acting, you want to be an actor? You'll have to act for about nine months of the year and then go to award ceremonies yeah. for about three, while we give each mind, other several awards. And and in for acting for pretending to be actual jobs, pretending for memorizing lines of pretending, standing in the right while spot. there's people hanging lights, while there's do sweating their balls off you can't get an easier job than acting that's not to say that it can't be demanding that's not to say that there's not work that goes into it like it it definitely has that to it but don't forget that digging ditches is really really hard and pretty you get much paid a shitload less all i would say is pretty much all the things you pretend to be are harder to do than the thing that uh, pretending yeah. to do them yeah in almost so all situations, yeah, if you were offered a job. You, if you play <laughs> Muhammad Ali or you play a race car, whatever it is, like you're not that person. Right. You didn't you didn't you didn't have a weird sort of like space jam moment or vice versa moment where you know you guys pissed in the fountain at the same time during a nuclear thunderstorm and now you've absorbed the plight of this human. You know, like but we but we do because because nobody calls that out comfortably you know, we just sort of are apathetic towards it and we let it breed itself. But, you know, like what Meryl Streep is reacting to is what we're all reacting to, which is how do you stop your head from spinning, uh, you know, when a tidal wave is, 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 is forming? Yeah, and look, I understand the point also that if you are someone who has a voice and, you know, you see something happening 
that you think needs to be spoken up against. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you know, look, I, I think the problem with, you know, what she said was that it reinforces the exact same divide that there is around this country. For that sure. You know, the, that, you know, the West Coast and, you know, yeah. New York don't understand what the rest of the country is and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, it's typical Hollywood elites. Although, it's, like you said, the actors act and they're the ones who get all the trophies and stuff. Yeah. But, like, to make a movie, most of the people working on that movie aren't actors. Oh, yeah. Like, to make a movie, like, you know, all the money they spend, like, the ridiculous act money that actors get, but still, the majority of the money and the budget and all those things goes to, you know, people who work for a living. You know, yeah. people who drive trucks or cater films or, you know... People who aren't people motivated who are, by money necessarily no. as much as they want to help make something good right. because they're engaged in a process. Yeah, and that's their job. And, yeah. like, you know, they're just ordinary people. They're not Meryl Streep. Yeah. You know, like, that's the pro Meryl problem. Meryl Streep leaves set first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So as tough as you have it. Right. The equipment that they just shot you with needs to be broken down. Yeah. You know, it would prob but the other thing is she's, you know, she's a person who's earned the right to have a voice. And I thought in a lot of ways, this speech was actually really yeah. classy in the way that it didn't it, you know, necessarily go straight after, you know, Trump by name and those sort of things. Like, I, you know, I wasn't it was one of those things where. You know, I can see why she wanted to say it and say it in that way. I thought it was weird that she had to, you know, just give sport a drive-by. Yeah. I just felt yeah. like, why are you yeah. doing sport that? Sport took a little didn't shrapnel. You, didn't you just li literally yeah. just say, you know, we all have to be in this together? Well, and then you're like, unless you like sport, you dickheads. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. I mean, you might have had some guy in Arkansas listening for a minute. And the second you throw UFC under the bus, right. it's like, yeah, no. Screw like, you, pretender. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I was with you, Meryl. Yeah. Well, then you like made fun of what NASCAR as well. You know, yeah. like NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, I believe in marriage equality and NASCAR. How yeah. About that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was more of that, you know, that's how you open. You open with your love for NASCAR. If she was yeah. like, I want to start by saying that it was amazing to see Jeff Gordon have to come out to retirement and uh, actually win the Sprint Cup for a record time considering the odds were stacked against him. We also need to pay attention to each other more and stop being vicious. You'd be like, ah, she likes NASCAR. She's good. She's really got some people I on really board. I really like that NASCAR card. That would have been great if she just like done that. She got a good demographic breakdown beforehand. Yeah. And just gone, here are your key areas. Yeah. Like, you know, like somebody like this, if you could really. Well, yeah. And that, I mean, truly the art of being a politician, right? Is the uh, idea yeah. that you drop into a town, you pretend like it's really special, and then you do the same shit the next day. Yeah. So Mer Meryl gets up there. <laughs> she like she updates us on what going what's going on in The Bachelor. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Just get some people. Andy Cohen that yeah. shit. Yeah. Get, yeah. <laughs> Start caddy, then have the point. <laughs> All right, we should uh, finish up. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I thank you very it. much for having me, Will. Uh, uh, the doctor laid me on my back for my prostate exam. Uh, you can listen oh. to me on the dollop. You can listen to me on, uh, and it was a demeaning experience. You can listen to me on Point versus Point. Uh, which is your prostate exam Which is podcast. my prostate exam. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Point meets Point. And... Uh, yeah, and you, the, the dollop has a book coming out in May uh, called uh, The United States of Absurdity with Art by James Fosdyke, which is uh, dynamite. People should check it out. Uh, James Fosdyke, I believe, by the time this podcast goes up, it'll, because this will be in a, a couple of weeks, but um, uh, is now drawing individual uh, little images uh, for the for the podcast episode. So yeah. there should be one that uh, goes along with this, which will be fun as well. Oh, always exciting. Uh, yeah, Hopefully it's this part where we're talking about him drawing the art for the podcast. He 
is getting more and more involved. Uh, you know, we've uh, just uh, brought a, a really great uh, partner in to help us produce it and sort of grow the podcast and stuff a little bit. And uh, it means that we can, you know, use James more and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of start to come up with m- more cool stuff. And I know you guys with the dollop, it's a similar sort of thing. It's like you, you get, you hopefully get to the point where enough people have enjoyed it that yeah. you might be able to like, I mean, well, it gets to that point where you're like, well, now we have to see if we can kind of in- turn this into something so that we can keep doing it and right. keep kind of investing in it and keep kind of coming up with cool stuff yeah. to do and stuff. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, as I'm sure you are you know and you're about to find, you know, I mean, it's just like if pe- people engage in your podcast, um, they they enjoy things that, bring it to life in in other ways you know those are the extension of it i think is something people appreciate yeah i hope i hope i hope that's the case like I, i've always been a little skeptical of like you know particularly you know you get offered a lot of like you know you know the advertising in podcasts and yeah. it's all the same stuff that you're hearing on you know yeah. mattresses and uh, yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amazon yeah. links hearing and, the same stuff you know yeah. you know what you know you know look you all listen to podcasts <laughs> And that's the, but that's the funny thing. I listen to all those podcasts who do all those things, and you know the truth is that it makes me think more positively about Squarespace because if I hear all these podcasts oh, yeah. that I like and they're all getting a little bit of a kick to do their podcast because I know how hard it is myself to you know like to do it, like I always feel like oh that's cool, and it makes me think if I was gonna like have a website. I would go with Squarespace just because they support podcasts that I like. So it's so, so weird that I've always found that sort of stuff. I was like, but it'd be weird to do it ourselves or have it in our own thing. Yeah. Whereas I don't really mind it no. in other people's things. Anyway, what I'm saying is... You love Squarespace. Is They're a silent Squarespace. sponsor. Uh, we love Squarespace, Squarespace here. Squarespace is great. Unbelievable. <laughs> what a company. This whole thing's been about Squarespace. Oh, man. You know, let me, let me think about Squarespace. It's, it's really good. It's a square space. Exactly. Depending on the, your monitor, I imagine. Yeah, no, if you have those new circle screens. I mean, they haven't sent me through any pro- stuff to write. <laughs> well, there you go. But not that you'll have time. <laughs> Put it on the shelf. <laughs> Always uh, a pleasure, Ando. Thank you. Uh, I am on tour when you hear this. Um, well, I mean, I might not be quite yet, but I will be in just a second. Uh, Adelaide, uh, Melbourne. Um, okay, Celebrate. let's do it. Adelaide, Brisbane, Hobart, Melbourne, Perth. Uh, I think there's a Wollongong. Uh, there might be a Darwin. I think there might be a Wagga Wagga at this stage. There's going to be some You're other making dates. up places now, right? The I last... am going to go to some places I haven't been for a while, Gareth, yeah. because I need some money. And uh, and also because I love touring regional Australia. I mean, but also, uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> All of the details, willanderson.com.au. And of course, uh, listen to our other podcasts, Tofop, uh, Willosophy, and uh, might be a new Two Guys, One Cup up very soon. A uh, bit of a preview of the football season. All right, talk to you again soon. <laughs>